Brit, Laura and Mitch. Come on in. It's the Arvo. It's Thursday. Hello, everyone. Do you know what? This is going to sound so woo-woo. This is probably the most woo-woo thing I'm ever going to say. I can't wait to hear this. Um, I put my crystals out last night. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, I'm not someone who's very spiritual. You know I don't really believe in meditation and ghosts and meditation things. Meditation has science behind it. Meditation is real. It's real. It's but, not a made-up <laughs> You know what? I believe in breath work and breathing and oxygen. I do not believe in doctors <laughs> and ice baths and all that. I just, I just, no, I'm also science. science. <laughs> okay. Little bit too weird for me. What are you talking about? This is going to sound super crazy now that we've established that I don't believe in things that are actually real. But hot showers. All right. Does anyone else ever see reappearing numbers, like reappearing oh. numbers over and over? No. I, every day, and I'm talking like 10, 20 times a day, I'm seeing the numbers <laughs> 111 or like 1011. Have you knocked your head? I'm just laughing at the fact that she goes, you know I don't believe in ice bars and shit, but numbers that reappear. <laughs> now that's <laughs> fact. Now well, that is crazy. Guys, apparently they're called angel numbers and apparently it means that something big is going to happen in your life. The last time I saw them was just before I met my husband. Where have um, you seen the numbers? Where else? Everywhere. I'm talking like on the, on screens, on number plates. I look at the clock and it's 111. Like so places where numbers are. <laughs> Clocks, number plates, She's calculators. <laughs> they're everywhere. When I, <laughs> when I play bingo, that's 11. <laughs> Okay, when I type 1111 into the calculator, it appears. <laughs> Guys, you're not taking me seriously. No, we're not. Or you're not well. I think some big change is coming. Right. When, I, when I type in Matt's phone number to call him, numbers. <laughs> Do you know oh, what? At so least good. Tony, our producer, is taking me seriously. You guys can all get She's stuff. terrified No, of you, Angel. Okay, we, we just thought the start was funny. We rolled with it. Sorry. Okay. Angel numbers are a thing. Yeah, are right. they? Thanks for bringing it I was just show. trying to support you. Um, next on the show, we're, this is still a start, guys. Ask Uncut is next. Imagine if you go through a shocking breakup and uh, your partner goes, I want to come and see the dog, our shared dog. Mm. The oh, dog no. gets in the middle of the breakup. That's something that's actually happened. Get a new dog. We're not a child. You can't get dog. a new child. Weaponizing the dogs. We've got a listener to give some help to and advice. You're on the pickup. Welcome back. Thursday afternoon with Britt, Laura and Mitch. Thanks for being here. Right now, rush into Chemist Warehouse to get half price off the Synovus vitamin range. It excludes bulk sizes. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Now it is Thursday. You know what we do on Thursdays, gals? Oh, my favourite. Oh, yeah. Ask Uncut. So Ask Uncut is something that we do on our podcast, Life Uncut, and that is where you call in and you give us your problems, your dilemmas, your deepest, darkest issues and we do our best to answer them we really do try don't we we got oscar today I mean, we do our best <laughs> we'll have a punt oscar uh you're on with us hi what's your question what do you need help with hi guys um i just have a question so i uh was together with my man for like five years and like we've recently just broken up and the whole issue is we got a dog together he did pay for the dog at the time but mm-hmm. In that space we were together, I was the one walking it, I was the one feeding it, uh, I was, I mean, I potty trained him, like, I was basically the one taking care of the dog. So, in the breakup, I took the dog with me, because I was like, I raised him, essentially. Yeah. And now that we've broken up and things have calmed down a little bit, he has this idea that he can just come and see our dog whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll be at work, and he'll just text me and go... Hey, I've just picked up the dog. We've gone for a walk in case he's, uh, in case we we're not here when you come home. 
I feel a little uncomfortable by this. Wait, how does yeah. he get into your house? How does he just pick the dog up? My housemate knows who he is and goes, oh, yeah, cool, the dog's out back. Listen, I've got an interesting take on this. I think it's okay if you're okay with it, Oscar. Like, if you two are at a point where you think you've healed, you've gotten over each other, then if it's essentially co-parenting. But do you feel you're on your healing journey? Are you over him? Are you still wanting to see him that much? I mean, not particularly. It's still quite fresh. It's been like, oh, well, it's been like three or four months since we've broken up. And, you know, I'm more than happy for him to call me and go, hey, I want to see, I want to see Coco. Can, can, like, can you drop in here? Like, I'm more than happy for there to be different communication. But do I really need to be okay with him turning up to my house and saying hi to my housemate and saying, hey, can I take... Can I take Coco for a walk or can I take him to my place I think without me no. being there? No, you actually you don't have to be, especially like if you think of how long a dog lives for, right? It could live up for 15 years. It's That's not a, a kid. No. It's a long time for you to have this shared communication and shared custody. If you can co-parent comfortably and it's not causing anyone anguish, then go for it. But co-parenting a dog just sounds way too hard. <sighs> the only thing I, I question is if he's only coming when you're not home. So, for example, if he's like texting the housemate, if he picks a dog up, drops the dog back before you get home and you're none the wiser to it are you okay with that level of contact or is it more so when he has to message you and then it upsets your day yeah i'd be getting the free dog walker if you can yeah well that's what i thought but a couple of my friends were telling me that it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be an issue he should be free to come and get his dog but i just don't i just don't think it's okay like i really think you know, and it's got nothing to do with payment. Like, I mean, I raised the thing. Like, I'm the one that taught it how to do a good old-fashioned toilet trip. Like, I just feel like that there needs to be some kind of communication. He's just not listening to me. You should just train um, it to, like, shit on his leather goods, you know? Just, <laughs> yeah. like, train it to be a really spiteful dog. Just I don't know move. what's happened to Coco's habits, but he's gotten really bad recently. He's really um, acting out in the divorce and in the breakup. Well, Kids luck, do that. Oscar. I hope we can hope we can help you there and Coco can sleep at oh, night. I couldn't think of anything worse than co-parenting a dog. I mean, I shocking, did do it. Co-parenting shocking. kids is so hard for some people. Co-parenting a dog? Nah, just get a new dog. I um, co-parented dogs and I had to give it up. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, you, can't, gonna, you can't do it. it. You cannot do it. Only for a period of time. There's always someone still hanging on because of the pet. Oh, also, it's more than pets. Breakups are hard. I'm still fighting over a Smeg blender with my ex. Give Jesus. it to him. Let him have the blender. I need to let go no, of the No, Mitch blender. wants the blender. blender. Are you co-parenting the blender now? We sure are. One week at his house, he one week at yours? He gets it for Pulse. I get it for smoothie <laughs> mode. Oh, <laughs> Um, uh, if you want to get in touch and if you've got an Ask Uncut of your own, DM us at the pickup on Instagram and we'll get you on. It is the pickup around the country. Britt, Laura and Mitch, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head in today. Great savings every day. Guys, the time has come. It is officially 10 years since I graduated high school. Oh, you oh. are such a baby. That oh, makes me no. feel like you, that makes me feel old. Do you know, no. I received a text message recently. 20-year school reunion this year. Oh, my God. See, that's exactly what I'm in the middle of. I, because I was school captain in primary school and high school, thank you, it was a world record, um, and I'm organising. I also was. It's not a world record. Somehow, and I was before you. Somehow, so. <laughs> I've been roped into organising my 10-year high school reunion. Oh, what are you going to do? Because, like, you've got to make it good. You've got to impress them. It's my worst nightmare. I'm so stressed out. Also, at the moment, I'm trying to wrangle everyone. So we have a Facebook group from when we were in school, but I'm trying to wrangle people. And then I've even like brought in a lackey, like the girl that I was friends with in high school, Kristen Arthur. I said, Kristen, you're going to help me organise this thing. Oh, you've got a, you've got a PA for the 10-year reunion. I've booked myself a PA and she was willing to oblige. Do you think they've only asked you, Mitch, seriously, not just because you were captain, but because of your connections? Did 
Do you reckon they think you're just going to come through with I the goods? I do throw a wild event. Maybe. Better Maybe. than a party just at the RSL club? Oh, yeah. I'll just call Guy Sebastian. He Read all a couple of favors. <laughs> anyway, Kristen calls me this week and she goes, hey, Mitch, where do we stand on um, inviting people that left school early? And I go, that's all right. And she goes, what about people that have served time? <laughs> and I go, people that have served time? Who've served time? And I won't name them. Um, well, you have people from your year who ended up in prison. Yeah, they just got released. Oh, yeah. I have heaps. Yeah, oh, heaps. I mean, they can still come to the party. We'll, we'll call her Stephanie. She went, can Stephanie Smith come? I said, yeah, yeah. she's out. Yeah, she didn't hurt anyone. Yeah, she's still hurt yeah, you. Yeah. Her. It's exactly right. Yeah. I want to see where she's at and totally. you know, find about the inside. And how was prison? Yeah, exactly. Although, yeah. you know, when, when you go to like a reunion, the whole point of it is kind of you catch up with everyone, but you also level up a bit. You're like, yeah. oh, what are you doing with yourself? Like, And you kind of figure out where people are 10 years on. Oh, totally. This poor person's like, well, I've been in prison. <laughs> at least you know you're not doing the worst. Well, it's also intense that I, I have to front the cost of the deposit because I'm obviously booking the venue. And it's five and a half grand deposit that Ooh. I'm going to have to pay. It's better to have it at the RSL club. Well, that, is it the, uh, the RSL are charging that money? Nah, I'd have it down at local park. Hang some balloons. No yeah. deposit. Like a two-year-old birthday party. <laughs> Do you know, I went to my 10-year reunion and I really loved Like, I loved school. I had a great group of girlfriends. And I wasn't in contact with a lot of people, but I still had my close little knitter friends. And yeah. we went to this reunion and there was a girl there who had bullied me so bad in school. Like, so bad. Except after we finished school, I hooked up with her brother. And now I know that she didn't know about this and it would have absolutely killed her. So I played the long game, guys. Ten years after finishing school, I told her, so good to see you. Guess what happened after school? I hooked up with your brother. And I could see the rage in her eyes. And it just felt so good. Even though I was in my late 20s, I was like... Yeah, I won this round. So that's Some people tip. just don't move on, do they? Laura no. Burns been sitting on this oh, for like 10 years. <laughs> you know what? Her brother was pretty hot, though, to be fair. Yeah, good on you. I, I should hope so. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, I didn't just do it to get back it up. Yeah, I did also I do it because I fancied him. So can we confirm your tip for me to organise my 10-year reunion is to sleep with one of my classmates' brothers? Yeah, sleep yeah. with someone. I'm writing Hook that up. down. I'm writing that down. You need to bone that's your bully's brother. Bully's it literally brother. would work in the same way. Just bone right. your bully's brother, go in and then tell them and then see them squirm. All right. Can't Give wait. Give them details as well. Ha- happy 10 years, everyone. I, I, I mean, I feel sorry for you. I would never want to organise this. I don't think it's cool that you have to put the deposit on because then what happens? You put your five grand down everyone's going to pull out. I promise you, people are not going to turn up and you're going to be fronted with a cost. Yeah. You will. But you did bone your bully's brother, so yeah, it's okay. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won in the end. All right, we're back after this on The Pickup. It is The Pickup with Brit, Laura and Mitch. Now, rush into Chemist Warehouse right now. When I say it, you have to do it because there's half price off the Synovus vitamin range. Excludes bulk sizes. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Now, we're going to be talking about dirty dogs. Dirty cheating dogs. You know the whole saying, like, once a cheater, always a cheater? Mm. Uh, Well, okay. Uh, There's been a bit of research to figure out whether there's any validity in that whatsoever. Which essentially just means if someone cheats on you once... That you can't trust them ever again really to not do it. Do research in everything these days, don't they? Like, yeah. you just study on everything. I understand why there's been research done on this. And that's because, like, I think most people have experienced, if you've been in the dating game for any period of time, you've probably been cheated on. And if you haven't been cheated on, you've been the cheater. The reason why I say this is because of 484 couples who were in this study, 44% of them 
had participated in reports engaging in infidelity. Wow. Basically, that's a very fancy way of saying 44% of these couples, somebody in that relationship had been unfaithful. That's a massive sample size too, to that be honest. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's, less. That's you know, just under 50% of people are cheating. That doesn't shock me. I know. Yes, but when you think about that, just under 50% of people are cheating. That means that in a lot of relationships, more than half, somebody in that relationship has cheated. Yeah. That, I'm, I mean, I just feel like everyone I know has cheated on someone or been cheated on, including like I've been cheated on that many times. I, I'm not shooketh by that stat. Yeah. Are you, Mitch? I, I think I'm just such a Disney boy. Like, I'm such a romantic. Like, that always, I mean, I've been cheated on, but it still shocks me. Like, the, it still is so shocking to me that in my head and growing up, I'm like, cheating is something that it's it's the big sin. I think we're also taught that, to think that cheating is like the ultimate, ultimate cardinal sin that anyone can do in a relationship. But my stance on it is it actually isn't that black and white. I think it's really nuanced. I agree with you. I don't think it's black and white at all. And I say this because I know in my early 20s, like when I was much younger in my relationships, I cheated in some of my relationships and I was cheated on. Laura also cheated the HSC though. I, <laughs> she yeah. was a cheater. No, I, I weaponized cheat. I got cheated on and so then I cheated on them and it was just an absolute messy, messy you know, affair. I think at the time I justified it to myself that, you know, well, he did it first. So therefore, like he kind of deserved it. It also makes you realise when you get out of that relationship, I never, ever, ever want to live that again. I never want the anxiety around it. I never want the betrayal. I know how much we hurt each Mm. other and I have learnt so much from that and it makes me now be a really great partner to Matt because I I know I will never, ever, ever do it to him. Do you feel any guilt uh, that you did that still? I did at the time. I think, you know, this is going back, everyone, this is going back a decade, so it was not like a recent thing, but... I definitely felt guilty at the time, but like I said, I justified it to myself that because he did it to me first, he deserved it. Tit for tat. Which is so unhealthy and toxic for so many reasons already. I just know that you can never be in a relationship like that because you really can't work through and it doesn't get any better. But the reason why this research study is so interesting is because it also revealed that those who have cheated in the past were three times more likely to cheat again compared to those who had never, ever dabbled in adultery ever. Oh, that makes sense to me, yeah. But I think, I mean, there is truth to the saying then, once a cheater, always a cheater. But do you think, like, to switch animals, a leopard can change its spots? Yeah, I do. And the reason why I say that I think that is because I think it's, as you said, Mitch, it's a grey area, it's situational. You might cheat in one relationship and then, you know, do the self-work, be a better person and then move into a relationship where you're getting all the things that you need and want. But I don't think if nothing has changed and you've already cheated once or twice in a relationship and then you haven't gone to therapy or you haven't changed anything about your life, I think it's a pretty hard thing to turn around and be like, yeah, I'm never going to do it again. This time will be different. I think people can change. It's also so subjective what cheating is to someone, emotional cheating, physical cheating. This is true. One-offs, affairs. But I think that people can change. I really do believe that. Um, But... It's how many chances you give them when you move on. Like if I think of the second time, if you like, if someone's like, well, you know, I've changed, I did this in the past, I've changed, and then if they do once. it once, yeah, like don't let them pull the wool over your eyes multiple times. I agree. I also just think it's such an emotionally charged arena because all we're talking about now is the cheater, but we're not talking about the person that was cheated on, which can cause a lot, like a lifetime of trauma for a person, right? But the actual cheater, like there is so much that goes into the decision to cheat, you know, age, 
um, the, the relationship trauma of their own. Like it's 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 hard. Mm. Yeah, and I think as well though we do like to demonize people who are, who do cheat in relationships. Yeah. We instantly demonize them as though they're bad people, or it's black and white. We're we're like, well, if they've cheated, then there was absolutely no love at all. The reason why I thought this study was really interesting though is because it did talk about a different or a specific personality type. Like if you're dating someone who has narcissistic personality traits, they are the people who are way more inclined to continually and habitually cheat and you can't change that behavior in them it's because they constantly want validation they want love they want Mm. people to want them and they want to feel that when you're in a relationship long term we all know that that sort of dies down so they go and look for the next best thing to give them that superficial want and need yeah crazy Mm. all right back after this on the pickup